before the war, there was a very big Rebbe. And he had two Hasidim, we'll call him Moshe and Chaim. They were both very, very wealthy. Moshe had a boy, Chaim had a girl. Mazel Tov, they made a Chaim, and they got engaged, the kids got engaged. And Moshe and Chaim both pledged the dowry and all the support that they're going to do for these beautiful children. Unfortunately, sometime after the engagement, Chaim lost all his money. He tells Maisha, I'm so sorry, I can't buy the gifts, I can't afford the wedding, I can't support the children. Maisha says, deal's off, you made a pledge, I want to break off the engagement. Chaim says, what do you want from me? It's not my fault. Maisha says, I don't care, we made a deal, and now you can't su- support, I want deal's off. Chaim says, no, it's not fair. So Maisha decides to go horse and buggy, stretch limo, horse and buggy, across Europe to the next, to the next country. And he goes to the Rebbe. He gets the Arab Shabbos, and the Rebbe tells him, Maisha, what's doing? How are you? Mazel tov. He says, Mazel tov, Rebbe, I, I came because I have a big problem. Chaim lost all his money, and uh, I want to break off the Shidduch, and uh, it's not right, he can't pay all the things he was going to pay. So the Rebbe tells him, Maisha, now is Shabbos, we're going to enjoy a beautiful Shabbos together, we'll talk about it after Shabbos. But Maisha, you're going to be happy that you came to me. The whole Shabbos, Moshe is so happy. Oh, the Rebbe said, I'm going to be happy that I came to him. Friday night, Tish, beautiful Shabbos, davening, unbelievable. The afternoon, the learning, Shalashidis, Tish. Matzah Shabbos comes, unbelievable. Havdullah, Malava Malka. He had the best time of his life. Walks into the Rebbe with a big smile. The Rebbe tells him, Moshe, you can't break off the Shidduch. And not only that, you have to help Chaim. You pay for him. You pay for his shear. You, you, you make sure he's not embarrassed. And you take care of him. Moshe is shocked. He says, Rebbe, I'll do whatever you want. But before Shabbos, you told me that I should be happy that I came to you. He said, oh, you misunderstood. I said, You're gonna be, you should be happy that you came to me that Chaim lost money. And not that Chaim came to me that you lost money. So when I speak to siblings, I say, you know, I could see sometimes four or five, six, seven, eight siblings, and there's a chair missing. So you're lucky that you're suffering as a sibling, and not that your sibling came to me because you're Nebuch, the one who got hurt, and his life is ruined, and you're on drugs or suicidal and don't see a future. Baruch Hashem, you have a life, you have family, you have a normal life, you have friends, you have a future. You want to get married, you want to have children, you have summers, you enjoy life. So, of course, it's very, very, very painful and embarrassing and difficult to have an Isaiah and a challenge of having a sibling in pain. But you're ha- you should be happy that you came to me. And not that your sibling could have just as easily, whatever happened to the sibling could have happened to you. A lot of times things happened as kids or whatever it is. Maybe it did happen to you and you had resilience. Maybe you're stronger. Maybe whatever it was. Bottom line is, you have a future and you have to deal with a crazy cuckoo sibling. It's very difficult, very painful, very embarrassing. You have to dedicate yourself with warmth, with love, with compassion. You have to grow up real fast. You have to learn about the Yudgimel Midas Arachamim that most people don't know. And if you work on yourself, you'll see a lot of the kids of TP, they become deep. They become real. They become mature. 
They become understanding. They become non-judgmental. They become mamish better people. You look 10 years later, they become great therapists, wise people, caring people, doing chesed, not judging people, part of the good guys. Why? Because they went through it. And it doesn't mean it's easy. It's painful. And they fight and they realize internally fighting. I'm embarrassed. My sister, people say, is that your sister or your housekeeper? And then I'm embarrassed. And then they, they realize, why should I be embarrassed? I didn't do anything wrong. No, that's my sister. And if you don't like it, then you don't understand life. Please daven for her. She's going through a hard time. Is that your brother or is that your sister? Why does he have a shaitel? Oh, you making fun of my brother? You making fun? Sinaschinam? That's why the Beis English was destroyed. Please, daven for my brother. He's going through a hard time. And today is not 1985. When the brothers and the sisters go and they put their arm around the kid, the kid in pain and they fabreng with him and they put him on top of their shoulders, everybody says, wow, we have a tipi family now, Hasidisha family in Israel, in a very religious group, very tmimistic a type of Hasidus. I'm not going to give a giveaway which one, but like really serious bunch of guys. And the father sent me they have a, bu- a big family, like 10 kids, and they have a kip in the middle. Suicidal, was depressed, no beard, no payas, no yarmulke, nothing, you know, long hair, tattoo. And uh, they ran away from home, and, and they're here a few months. And now the kid turned 20. And the brothers told the parents, we're throwing him a party. And they're really very from, they would never go on their own with their wives to like a Dave's and Buster's or what they call it in Israel to one of these places with games. And they sent me videos of a bunch of Hasidish guys with this kid and they threw him an amazing party and they played knock hockey and they played, um, you know, the, the video games driving. They did this whole Chalamay trip. And then afterwards, they went to one of their houses, and they all were there laughing, and they brought out a birthday cake, and they were hugging him, physically hugging him, and, and, and everybody around him. And then they went out to a pool, and you see them there in the pool, they sent me all the videos, and he's there sitting on top of the, the thing, you see his tattoo over here, and his Chesidisha brothers all around. Hashem doesn't have nachas from that. Isn't that a tikkun for sinas chinam? It's mamash ahavas Yisrael. We're not better than you. We're not better than you. And if, 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 if a brother gets shot, right, the Israeli army doesn't leave anybody behind. We don't leave anybody behind. No Jew will be left behind. I don't think I'm better than that kid. He went through something that ripped him apart. And the strong have to care for the weak. That's what Klal Yisrael is all about. The strong have to care for the weak. Is it easy? No, it's giving up of ourselves for our brother. Now, we don't know why these siblings and this grandfather and this grandmother and this father and this mother and this cousin uh, and this neighbor, we don't know why that this was all set up, but we believe that everything is by shart. Nothing is by accident. We're all Gilgulim. We know that. So maybe in a previous Gilgul, these are the brothers of Yosef and they threw him in a pit. Maybe they snitched on him in the Holocaust. I don't know. They owe him something. Some, there's some kind of a tikkun. That Nabuch, he's the one who's broken and feels rejected by the community, feels rejected by Hashem, feels like he has no future. And you guys are all, you have a future, you're alive. 
And you give up, just like you go to visit the sick in the hospital, you give up of your time to go and take care of him. How beautiful. What a message to Hashem. This is what it's all about. No, I'm too from. I can't be around him. That's not Yiddishkeit. None of the tzaddikim said that. The Chazanish didn't say that. The Balshemtiv. Nobody said run away. There's a beautiful clip with the, with the Labavitcher Rebbe. And they came and they said, the guy says, my brother has no shaykhis to Judaism. You saw it? And the Rebbe, no shaykhis, no connection to Judaism. Like, like he's a guy. He was born a Jew. It's not only shaykhis, he is a Judaism. He is Judaism. He's a Yid. He said, but it's going to depend, him coming back depends on the brothers and sister and, and the sister-in-law. Right? And then he goes, that means you. And he points to that lady. <laughs> they, they wanted a bracha. I don't want to have to do this. And he says, no, it depends on you. It depends on the brothers and the brother-in-laws and the sister and the sister-in-laws and the aunts and the aunts-in-laws and the uncles and the uncles-in-laws and the grandparents and the babies and the zadis and the neighbors and everybody. It takes a village to save a child. And this is what we're here for. No, I'm too from, I'm too busy to worry about this person. He's lighting himself on fire. He could die. I have to go to Marv. Tzadikim didn't do that. It's our responsibility. If you do it, look at the brachas that the Zayr HaKadosh says. What you get is more than any Torah, Mitzvah, Samasim, Taiv, and Parshish Truma. Look it up. You get Gashmis, you get Ruchnis. There's nothing you can do for Hashem more than this Mitzvah. So you can look at it like, oh, woe is to me. It's so hard. It's so embarrassing. When you look at it, you say, Hashem is giving me an opportunity to go end up in Gan Eden with the Tanoim. That's what he says. He says, you go up on the highest level. Nobody could say, hey, this is a regular guy, a regular kid. He doesn't belong up there with the big rabbis. Nobody can do it. Why? Because he chased after. He says, you have to chase after those who fall away from the crown. And people are, are, are like running away from the mitzvah of the day. This is the mitzvah of the day. This is the mitzvah of our dar, to chase after those who fall away. And we can do it, and we get paid for hishtadlus, not for success, for trying. Mitzad echad, mitzad acher, the tremendous punishment to avoid. The, it is a punishment. First of all, Rupshmul Shlita Zazayin Gazunt, Rupshmul Kamenetsky, Mershashiva, my das Torah, he said, Mipsarcha altis alim is a lav in the Torah to ignore your relative applies to this. So you, you're worried about, oh, this kid is off the derech. You're off the derech. You're over a lav. I don't know how often you're over a lav. Every minute, every hour, every day. When you ignore a kid in pain, someone in your family, if they need money and you don't lend them, besides for not helping a yid, you're over mipsarcha altis alim. You're not a letter. Ignore your relative. If they're in the hospital and you don't visit them, if they're depressed, if they're suffering, if they're struggling, if they're spiritually struggling, you're not allowed to ignore them. And you have to daven for them. said from Salanter that tefillah works for Ruchnius. You could daven for your spirituality. And tefillah works for other people's Ruchnius. Why aren't they pouring out their eyes to Hashem, my brother, my sister, please save them? He said that if all from Yidin would daven from the bottom of our hearts, all the chilonim and not from, not from Jews would all do tshuva. 
And over here, Mibsarcha al Tasalam. There was a family, the brothers were saying, I don't want to do that. I said, fine, but how many hours do you daven for your brother? Do you say to him every day two hours? You don't care that he's not, that he's not going to have this life and he's not, you don't care about him? How are you not ripping your, your, your crying out to Hashem that please, he's your brother. If he was physically ill, you would daven. You have to daven for his spirituality. And it says that it helps. Rabbi Salaslavta says it helps. We have to cry out to Hashem for our brothers and our sisters and our relatives and our neighbors and not doing it, is allowed. And then on top of that, we can't go into the whole thing. It's a different clip. But look at this Fasemis on the Medrash that Yaakov Avinu had to wander around the earth for 21 years. He never saw his mother again. Instead of sitting and learning day and night, he was Chayev Golos because it was considered as if he killed somebody B'Shaygeg. Who did he kill? Because he should have been Makar of Esav. He had a brother, OTD, and he was sitting and learning. Yaakov Avinu, Yaakov Leimais, Hayrig Nefesh B'Shaygeg, Chayev Golos. So really, it really, the Medrash, the Svasamis explains, really, it was Hayrig the Mazid. Because he didn't, he wasn't Makar of him. It was considered downgraded to Shaygeg. It was only as if he killed Esav by accident because Yaakov didn't think that he could, that he had the talent. He didn't think he was an Esha Torah guy, I guess. He didn't think he, he was a Chabad. So it was downgraded. And what's the punishment? 21 years, instead of sitting and learning Torah, living around the corner from home, eating breakfast, lunch, and supper at home, and sitting and learning Basmada, he had to wander around for 21 years. Alifa stole all his money. All of a sudden he goes from being the rich kid, right? Broke. Bro, then he has to work, he has to deal with love on, he has to go through all of that, and then to top it off, because 21 years he didn't have the mitzvah of Kibbedav, he lost Yosef, his beloved Yosef, 21 years. All because, says the Medrash, on Vayetze Yaakov, to teach us that someone is Hayrig Nefesh B'Shayi Chayiv Golos. How could you ignore your brother and your sister? How could you ignore that they're in pain? How can you not daven for them and finish Tehillim every day for them and cry out to Hashem for them, for their gashmias, for their nafshis, and for their ruchnias? So that's what I tell siblings when they come. I feel terrible for you. Your life is not a normal life. Sometimes there's smells in the home that we don't want. Sometimes your parents aren't available for you like you want. Sometimes there's a lot of stuff happening that's terrible. Your parents are doing the hardest job in the world to save your brother or sister's life. And it's very hard for you. And they love you. And they would do this all for you. Don't say, oh, you love him more than me. No. They would do whatever you needed. You're lucky. You know you have parents that would do anything in the world if you ever needed them. Correct? Look what they're doing for your brother and know if you ever needed anything, they would turn over the world and do everything in the world for you. Is it fair? Like Rick, Rick Lavoie is a big educator. He said, fair doesn't mean equal. Fair means everybody gets what they need. Is it fair that your sister needed braces for $5,000? You say, I want $5,000. Baruch Hashem, your teeth are straight. You have a brother or sister who's a kip whose head needs braces. Their head is twisted. They have tremendous pain whether it's a physical, emotional, psychological, psychiatric, spiritual, whatever it is. And thank God you don't have that. They don't need to go borrow money and, and, and sell a kidney to have money to be able to go ahead day and night and to worry for their safety and to try to bring them back with ropes of love. 
Say thank you, Hashem. Say thank you, Hashem, that I don't need this. And tell your mommy and tati, your mommy and daddy, or your mommy and abba, do whatever you need to do to save my sibling. And I support you. And I'll be okay. And you'll see they'll take care of you also. You have to be mature. And you feel like maybe they weren't there for your graduation. It happens with Chai Lifeline also. They have to go ahead and take care of the siblings. During a graduation or during a wedding. And the parents have to run to the hospital for a sibling. Of course it's horrible. Nobody wants this, but they're doing the right thing. And you have to elevate yourself in emuna and bitachin and, and realize that you're going to be Ayman bin Asayim. The siblings have a big challenge to love and accept their sibling who's struggling. We'll end with what Rav Steinman said. Parents asked Rav Steinman Zatzal, what should we tell our siblings? So he said, you, tell, you, you gather the siblings together. And with tears in your eyes, you say, you know that Maishi, Chani, whatever the name is, is, is going through a very hard time, is not behaving properly the way we raised you. And it hurts us very, very much. And the question is, what does Hashem want from us? What Hashem wants from us is that they should be more comfortable in our house than any other place in the world. That's what Hashem wants from us. So we are going to embrace them and supply them and support them, of course, under my guidance, under Das Taira, right? But we're going to make them feel that this is the safest place in the world. If they come home and people are giving a comment, people are looking at them, they're not going to want to be home, they're going to be in danger on the street, that someone else is going to say, I like you just the way you are, we're going to lose them. And then we're We're causing them to stumble. I miss him. And all the, all, the, all, so many, so many of the Gedalim, the Chazanish, they said, if you're Merachik, then all the Averis that they do because of your rejection is on you. It's a Medrash Sifri. Anybody who causes someone to stumble, you're going to get punished for all the Averis. So if you can just be humble, and non-judgmental, and don't look down, and do the work to raise yourself up like the tzaddikim, who never look down at people. And it takes work. I have a lot of videos to help you with that work. And you do the work and you rise up, right? You become better. And you'll be a part of the solution. And if not, then the kip ends up being upset at you, and ends up being antagonistic towards you, and ends up trying to hurt you and embarrass you and, and say, hey, look at me, look at me. And it makes your life harder. And it makes your family's life harder. And you're not being, I'm a sign. So that's what we have to do. Okay, I hope that makes it a little bit easier. I have a lot of videos for the siblings. Make sure they watch it. For the siblings, my heart goes out to you. We have no choice but to stand up to the Nisayin. Be I'm a sign and everything will be good. And Hashem will reward you just like Rachel Imenu, Hashem never forget. We never forget what she did for her sister. Give up for your sibling. You're doing what Rachel Imenu did when she gave up. She thought she's going to have to marry Esav. Instead of the best guy in Lakewood, she thought she's going to marry a murderer. A murderer. Right? And she was willing to do it, not to embarrass Leah. We're not Rachel Imenu. But in our dar, a lot of siblings are becoming Rachel Imenu. They're standing up and they're telling their parents, do whatever you need to do, I'll be okay. Take care of my sibling. 
and rise up to the challenge and daven for them and be part of the solution. And in that schus, you should only have Yiddish anachas from your own kids. You'll be a better wife. You'll be a better mother. You'll be a better husband. You'll be a better father. And most of all, you'll be a better Jew. You're part of the solution instead of being part of the problem.